Hi again, everybody. It's me, J.R. Mann, your official spiritual director. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. How are you? Today on the big show, we're going to talk about wander. Everything wanders. Yes, I know last week I didn't do a show. Uh, I was sick. Uh, I was sick as a dog last week. I probably had the COVID, although I don't. I did take the at-home the at test. I did swab myself. I, I have swabbed pretty much everybody in the house. Uh, I didn't swab Diane. <laughs> what does that sentence sound like? <laughs> oh, there's a host of jokes there. Are you laughing with me? Okay. Um, I've swabbed Zian <laughs> three times. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. So you can still hear the, the the lingering effects. I'm hesitant to talk about COVID. Honest to God, I'm hesitant to talk about it. I'm afraid not only will I be banned and canceled, but uh, Fauci will give me a call and say I can't talk about it because I run a nonprofit. I don't know. I'm just like, I get really freaked out. Um, and, and and I shouldn't. Anyways, I was sick last week. That the, Hence the, uh, the non-podcast for those of you who who like to keep score of the non uh, 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 sequential or consistent podcasting of JR Man, because I know there's a few of you out there. Damn it! Anyways, I'm going to talk about a subject today: wandering. That I don't, and I'll, I'll preface this right away. Most people that are going to teach or have anything to say about wandering, particularly as it pertains to scripture. And you know, I'll just land there two seconds because in the in the in the Bible, both New and Old Testament, there's a, there's a lot of talk. There's like you know, ninety one verses on wandering. <laughs> like like there's people that there's people that actually have whole websites dedicated to this topic. Uh, th- but there's a real essence of wandering is bad. And guess what? I'm not that guy. I I don't I don't think wandering is bad. In fact, quite the opposite. I want you to wander. I think everybody should wander. Please wander. Buy better shoes to wander. <laughs> Read material that will help you wander. Please uh, uh, tattoo on your wrist. You gots to wander. Again, the scriptures are full Full, both New and Old Testament, of sheep wandering away from their tribe, from their fold, from from their uh, from their group, from their community, and then there's always this this idea that you're wandering away from God as a result. I'm not talking about that because that's in us. That's 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 definitely a part of us. The ability to just simply wander away um, without the auspices of uh, wisdom or truth. I mean, that's that's real. We're human beings. We like to kick against the system. But I'm not talking about that kind of wandering. If we go into the New Testament and specifically talk about Jesus for a couple seconds, we see Jesus as shepherd, but we also Jesus we also see Jesus attentive to the one sheep that wanders. Does that mean it's bad? Does that mean that that sheep did a bad thing? Ready? Categoric, the answer is no. That's not it. That's not it. Because the sheep wanders, we have, it's particularly American side of Christianity, Western side of Christianity. We have made the wandering a bad thing. 
We have made the fact that Jesus tends to that one sheep over there who's wandered away. That's a bad thing that happened. You have taken a t- you have you have allowed the Lord to take his attention off of the group and go after you. How selfish. That's not it, man. That's not it. There should be an attentiveness to our wandering because of that very fact that Jesus is, has, does, in fact, pay attention there. Regardless of what you want to do with Jesus, okay? Because <laughs> I know there's a few of you out there. My point is, spiritually speaking, there is attentiveness in the wandering. There is attentiveness in the idea that you may wander because you're curious, and there is an over, there, there's this wonderful umbrella of love that is supporting you as you wander. How long did Jesus let that sheep wander for? Right? Was it immediate? Oh my gosh, look, that sheep is gone. Head count. Oh my gosh, we're missing one. Oh, it's quick panic. Call 911 Jesus. Get him out there. Or is this idea, right? That wandering is absolutely a necessity of a wonderful spiritual life. And that's where I'm going to go today. Now, again, don't isolate the 39 or 40 different wandering passages and email me and then make some concerted effort to tell me that I need to lock and load in step mind, body, spirit, tribalism. Because I'm not going to buy it and I hope you don't buy it either. I hope that you, at some level, are able to understand and feel your own spiritual independence and autonomy enough that a journey in your spiritual life is a necessity, or several journeys, quite frankly. Several. Right? I'm really hoping that. Okay. Um, That's the opening uh, dish of what I want to do there. For those of you in other spiritual traditions uh, and other wisdom traditions, you know what I'm talking about. Wandering's a thing. You know, you Buddhists get it. The Hindus get it. The Muslims get it. The Sufis get it all. <laughs> uh, there's there's not many wisdom traditions that, that don't have some kind of, again, assimilative, how do you like that? Assimilative understanding. Wandering is a rite of passage for me. It's a, it's a rite of passage because I myself have wandered. My spiritual journey, and I just did air quotes there because everything is spiritual. Right, Rob Bell? Everything is spiritual and, you know, you, you belong. We belong to one another. So in that spiritual lineage, a guy like me comes along and I go, it's a rite of passage to be able to get up, knock the dust, pack a bag and go for it. Whether that is in your mind, your body, your spirit, or all three is, is again, you know, kind of what we're talking about. Because you, you may wander without necessarily leaving the fold. You may wander by leaving the fold. You may wander far wide. <laughs> you may not come home for a while. But it is, a, it is a, a rite of passage. You will wander in your thought. You will wander in philosophy, ideology, spirituality, religion, politics, family, perhaps even your own country, right? I've got some friends that, uh, you know, checked out of this country and went into Europe and never came back. <laughs> they just never came back. I'm not saying that they think America is bad. I'm just saying they never came back. What they found was wonderful, and that's where they stayed. 
But it's possible to wander away from your own country, too, would be my uh, larger point there. Um, so that list goes on and on. You will always have detractors in your wandering. You're always going to have detractors in your wandering. Detractors are a good thing, just so you know. We like the detractors. The detractors at some level and some call, some uh, wisdom, understanding, uh, are just simple checks on accountability. So those detractors are always going to call you back, always. They're never not going to call you back from journey. Whether you are investigating outside of your faith, whether you are following a dream, whether you are adopting three children and people are like, what are you, insane? (laughs) Whether you are... Uh, it, 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 again, if, if, we're spe- if we're speaking spiritually, there's always going to be that kind of movement. So it's not that I don't want you to listen to the detractors. Uh, F them, we're moving on. It's just that there is some accountability there that that, that, that that finger pointing does need to be paid attention to. So don't necessarily tell your detractors to screw, other than the fact, know that their foothold or their anchor point in your life isn't necessarily an anchor point or a foothold in your life. Um, you will always hear their whispers on every new horizon. Every single time you decide that you're going to shake the dust, put your sneaks on and go. That new horizon, that new goal, that new dream, that new outlook and faith, that new consciousness turn, that new awareness, that new boundary that you've got to make with your friend, with your family. You deciding to get sober, right? You deciding to, to, to end addiction. Wherever that wandered point is, you're always going to hear the detractors in their whispers with all those new horizons. Just, just know that. So as you come to meet the horizons, their voices will, will always be in the background. And again, like I say, it's not just enough to tell them to screw. Just know that it is. You're always going to have fellow wanderers. You're always going to have fellow wanderers who, like those that you left will also be calling out for greater, greater distance between you and home. So, so again, what, your fellow wanderers, those folks that either may share a same dream or just hell-bent on getting up and out, whatever the up and out is, whether that's spiritually speaking, whether that's away from your family, whether that's following a dream, whether that's really trying to lock and load into some passion or something that you were born with that you're just going to go for, those fellow wanderers are often going to encourage you, Right? <clears throat> pardon me, and that encouragement, right, is always going to be about putting more distance between uh, them, detractors, or home, or home. And for the record, home, home is where we're, where, where the target is. Wait, what? I thought we were talking about wandering. Yes, but home will always be the target. Home is always going to be the metaphorical place of safety and love and compassion and mercy and grace at peace, that's what home will be. Is it necessarily what you left? No. Could it be? Absolutely. For me, home has always, it was always kind of this mythical place that I was looking for until I really did the deeper journey in my own wandering. Well, I really started to understand that the people that I wanted around me intimately and connected to them intimately 
was this great need to not only receive their love, but also give it. That's home. That's home for me. That's home for me. Maybe that definition charges a little bit differently with you. But home is always going to be the target, just so you know. And again, I say that with air quotes. Again, could it be the place you left? Yes. Yes. Not all trips, not all wanders are going to provide loving shelter. So there's going to be a few times you wander where you're just going to totally F the machine up. You're going to wreck yourself. I I, I think for, for... for y'all, you wonderful Christians out there, you know, we often talk about um, uh, prodigal son. And prodigal son gets a bad rap. Again, in, in my mind, the story of the prodigal son, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the prodigal son other than his arrogance and uh, his assertion that, that the wandering is kind of owed to him. Versus, at the end of that story, his real understanding that there's only one place where he's going to find that love, and that is in the Father's arms, right? And in the, the metaphor speaks, right? Us to God, right? So, yeah, man, he wanders and he makes a mess of it all, but the guy knows where he's going at the end of the day. He knows pack up and go back home. That's what he knows. But is going back home where he started? No. Going back, is, going back home for him is him wanting to be loved is him wanting to find that safety and the security in the father that he so arrogantly put a massive kind of assumption on uh, given his own selfish ends. And we're going to talk about that in a minute because that kind of wandering um, when we're talking about selfish ends is a problem, but we're going to, we're going to get there. But the prodigal son all by himself, again, it wasn't a bad dude. It's not like this guy. Again, I, you know, we go, oh, it was a prodigal son. Uh, I effed up and I left home and now I'm coming back. That's a metaphor. For me, I don't see it like that. I, I see this prodigal son as a life giver to the entire family and community that gathered once he came back home. Once he wandered back home. Wandered back home. Not just wandered to a, 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 a pile of pig shit. It's an interesting understanding, right? Okay. Did the prodigal son need to leave? Absolutely. Was there wrong in the leaving? Well, you know, like I say, arrogance, the, the lack of discernment in love, uh, the, the lack of ability to see how your particular actions are going to affect others, the, the, the assertion and the assumption and the entitlement um, was a problem. I mean, there's all these problems there. But the wandering served to bring that community together again. Read that story again, because at the end of that story, we're talking about a big, giant party for a guy that's been welcomed home, who wandered and wandered back home. So not every time you wander is going to have, you know, some kind of, you know, wonderful thing to it. There is failure in wandering. There is failure. You got to have it. You can't not have failure, everybody. So the quicker you start to understand that failure is a part of the game or a part of the journey or a part of the mechanisms of spiritual spirituality and simple spirituality at that, the quicker you're going to really start to accept and understand the wisdom of your wandering, whether it is wise or not. 
but you you got to understand that failure is a part of it. Now, I also am not dumb enough, right? I'm not I'm not I'm not stupid to just you, you know I do know everybody's going to have to have their own you know, their own situation when it comes to wander. So I understand that not everybody that's listening right now is going to understand that failure piece. Everybody's going to always try to sidestep the failure in the wandering. Everybody always will, but you're gonna. So sorry, get used to it. Sorry. Uh, discernment must, must find, discernment must find its maturity through faith. So discernment, you will have to have some discernment in the wandering. And discernment, it matures through faith. It matures through the faith. And remember, faith is hope. Hope that what you're kind of guiding toward is, is going to happen. So that discernment is going to help you turn left, right, up, or down. So just know that discernment matures. And it, and it, it matures through faith. And faith is systemic to the wandering. The prodigal son had faith. That's all there is to it. Maybe misguided at some points, but he definitely had faith at the end of that story to know to go back home. And it worked out. And it worked out. Faith for the record only comes in the wandering. So people are always asking, how do I build faith? I'm going to pray for faith. I'm gonna, I need more faith. How do I get faith? Jared was to faith. I need more faith. Oh my gosh, my faith is weak. I don't have a lot of faith. Jesus is like, you need more faith. <laughs> the, 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 the faith glues itself to you in the wandering. Because in the wandering, you're going to find hope. Or you do have hope. Or you want hope. Or you're looking for hope. Whether you're chasing a dream, chasing spiritual principles, the contemplative way of life. Whether you're building the family, trying to get a job. Right? Uh, you know, saving for retirement. Whatever the hell it is you're up to out there. You got to know that the journey is going to produce faith. You can't to put one step in front of the other fearfully or, you know, again, man, if you don't have take a little risk, you're not going to gain anything, right? Big risk, big gains, right? That's how that goes. Now, there's also the, the element of failure, but the wandering, the wandering for the record, man, helps you build that faith. So wander, build faith. Faith runs alongside the wandering. It's a tricky trek. It waits for everyone. The wandering waits for you, just so you know. And you do it up in your brain. You do it up in your brain. Again, whether it's a dream you're chasing, I'm going to write that book, I'm going to make that album, I'm going to go for that job, I'm going to ask that chick out, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to finally leave my damn church because I'm just i sick and tired of feeling the dogmatic pressure of being perfect Whatever it is, the wandering waits. It, it waits. It, it, it's there for you. It, it's ready for you. It wants you. Wisdom is the staple that binds a faithful journey. So wisdom is the staple, the thing that keeps together a faithful journey. So you're plotting through wisdom as you wander. Again, go back to all those verses where we're, where the idea of wandering is turning away from God. See, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that you're aware enough. This is probably where I break off from a lot of people, right? I'm saying you're aware enough of your situation, your wants, your needs, and your desires. I'm saying you're aware of that enough 
to not go damaging, heavily damaging those pieces of your wants, needs, and desires. I am saying that the fear of you collecting those, the fear of you going to get those, will screw you if you don't decide that wisdom, the wisdom pieces of moving forward need to be held closely. In other words, if you have a dream about being a doctor, you're going to have to go to freaking college to get your degree. You can't go be a doctor without that. Not in this country anyway. (laughs) There are other countries where you can go be a doctor without going to the school to practice the medicine, but not this country. If you're if you're if you're wanting to be a Bitcoin millionaire, you're gonna have to buy Bitcoin even when it's sucking wind. If you're gonna want to be a contemplative mystic and really enjoy the fruits of the spiritual labor, well, guess what? You're gonna have to swim into silence. You're gonna have to swim into the contemplative. You're gonna have to swim in and and become a student of of great spiritual teachers. And in that, check yourself in the mirror. Ego, shame, fear, all that stuff. You're, you're, you're going to have to be rung through the ringer. Ringer through the rung. <laughs> so wisdom applies. But again, I know, you, I know you well enough. I know humanity well enough to know that we're all really firing on what's going on inside of us. We build mechanisms. We build methodologies to kind of uh, uh, eliminate the pain and the shame and the hurt and the trauma, and the and, and, and just the pain of life. Yeah, we all do that. You do it, I do it. We all do it, but at the end of the day, there is an awareness in us. And most of the time, what's stopping us is our fear of what that wandering is, or what it will be, or what it could be, what it might be. Um, wisdom is the staple that binds a faithful journey. It must produce life. Your journey, your wandering, it's got to produce some life. Love and the desire to move in the face of that need. So a good way to kind of chart the understanding of your wandering, of that ability to get up and go and really focus on your curiosity, right, is are you producing life? Are you producing love? Is there a desire to move in the face of need? Now, what am I talking about in the face of need? Well, I mean, are you attentive not only to your own needs but the needs of others around you? And are you moving? Are you moving on those? Are you moving with those? Are you moving in those? Are you providing avenues to help folks and their need? These are big, big questions in the wandering. Because again, like the prodigal son, it, it can run up against some serious, serious selfishness. And that's where perhaps the writers of some of the Old Testament vi- uh, pictures and visions of what wandering is uh, come into play here. Uh, my sheep are lost in the mountains, right? I mean, that's like kind of a dismal thing, right? The mountains are big, the sheep are small, they're all they're scattered, they're scattered all over the place. How the hell are we going to bring them all back? So, um, just remember, the wandering should be producing life, love, and the desire to move in the face of need. If it's doing the opposite of producing love, life. And helping folks with their needs, I can damn well guarantee you you're probably on a chart, a path, where that wandering doesn't have that real centric love to it. That centric understanding of divinity in you, divinity in others, this unitive, this unitive consciousness idea. So, you know, you throw that against the wall, write that on a note. 
is my wandering, my curiosity, my willingness to move, my willingness to listen deep into that voice that's telling me to get up and go. Is it producing, will it produce life? Does it produce life? Does it produce love? Is it, is it in its desire willing to help need? Arrival is never the objective here. So, you know, that's the other thing. That's a key anchoring point. Arrival anywhere. It's like I tell people, don't finish line life. There's no finish lining going on here. Everybody wants to make this a race, and I'm grinding, and it's a race, and ooh, it's a race, and it's a battle. We're going to battle. Just, that's shit. We don't, you don't have to do that. The objective here is not the finality of arrival or finish lining. This is an everyday deal, y'all. You know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on our spiritual condition, right? So when the guy that writes the big book, Bill W. and a few other good folks, this is a quick history lesson, he writes what we really have, meaning sobriety, sobriety, is a daily reprieve contingent on our spiritual condition, meaning this is an everyday deal. Every single day we get up and we kind of measure and mark where we're at spiritually. Are we growing into love? Are we growing away from shame? Are we learning to deal with, manage our fears? Are we learning to sidestep our ego? This is all spiritual conditioning that helps people stay sober, at least in AA. I would suggest that we take that teaching a little bit more seriously outside of of where Alcoholics Anonymous falls, particularly into, oh, I don't know, our American churches, <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod, and really start to understand that our daily reprieve here needs to be what our journey is and how we are connecting, not only through how we love ourselves, love others, but how we are flushing the shame away, how we're flushing the guilt away, how we're trying to sidestep our ego and fear systems, how we're doing all that, how we're exposing our mechanisms for our personas. Revelation into true self and gratitude for the road back home is the task at hand. A revelation into true self, who you are, and a gratitude for the road back home is the task at hand. In other words, eventually you're going to understand that your wandering may be your road back home. That's my point about prodigal son. My point about prodigal son is... is did the, did, the, did the swine pit that he ended up in, was that the causes and conditions that got him back home? Was just him effing up his life, the idea of going back home? Or was it the actual step outside of his house and the arrogance and the assumption that, you know, every little selfish need in him was going to be met? Was, was that the road back home? Like, where does the road back home start for that guy? Where does the road back home start for you? I would suggest that it's in the revelation of who you are. I would suggest it's in the gratitude for that actual road. You know, I had a guy call me the other day, and his life is just absolutely demonstrably a mess. He left one thing, and now he's trying to get to another place, and he's got nothing. Like, he's got, he's got nothing. And I'm like, you know, this isn't God, this isn't God doing to you. Hopefully this is you understanding of, of, of you in allowance of starting something new and real acknowledgement of who you are on that road that you are already on. Not where you came from necessarily. Where, where, where you came from can be yesterday. Where you came from is not necessarily who you are. 
Is the prodigal son a different guy when he comes home? You damn right he is. Will he never leave home again? Probably. I mean, you know, I mean, that, 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 I would assume prodigal son eventually gets his act together with the family, is grateful enough for that road, and yeah, probably starts his life uh, uh, a, a little bit differently the next time, but starts his life again. You're in good company. You're in good company. All you fellow wanderers out there, you're in great company. Many people have come before you. The people that I consider my teachers, the people that came before me, man, uh, hard roads. And I am very grateful for the teachers I have. So we're not alone. We are not alone on this. At any point, you can raise your hand and say, I'm confused. At any point, you can raise your hand and say, I need help. God forbid anybody in the American system, particularly the American system of spirituality, raise their hand and say, I need help. Or I just simply need to receive. Right? I need help paying that bill. I need help raising my kids. I need help going out of this addiction. I need help learning to do some silence. I need help becoming a better man. I need help to stop lying. I need help to uh, be a better husband. I need help to stop watching porn. What, what, whatever the hell it is. Many people come before you. Many people have come before you and are absolutely 100% willing. What I've learned about the wandering in my life is that there are people just look, looking for me on the road. And those people have become my teachers, my spiritual directors, and my mentors over the course of time, and thank God for them. For the record, all those people that came before you were terrified, just like you, to take one small step. They're terrified just because you're looking at a mentor or a teacher doesn't... Listen, you're, by, by, by proxy, your teachers, your mentors, your spiritual directors, your, your friends, your confidants, your consiglieres have already swam their bit of shit to get to be in that position. So take advantage of that. They were terrified to take the one small step just like you. But step we must. Step we must. Wander we must. Please wander. Please investigate beyond the simplicity of whatever it is you're in right now. And again, I'm not advocating, listen here, I'm not advocating that you just simply get up and leave your family, get up and leave your job, get up and leave your faith, get up and leave your community, get up and leave your tribe. I'm not, advoc- I'm not advocating that because obviously the wandering can have, a, it can just be a metaphor. It doesn't have to be the physicality of just simply getting up and going. It can be you deciding to, oh, I don't know, stop being a racist, stop holding oppression, stop uh, thinking that uh, women are, 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 are less than men. How about stop thinking that the animal kingdom is just simply at our beck and call? Stop thinking that the earth is is a, is a garbage dump. Stop thinking that uh, another religion is going to hell. Stop thinking that Jesus is the only way. Oof, you're going to get in trouble today. So step you must, and it is in you. And that willingness to step delights in the willingness to seek who you are. So I consider that like a God intersection. That very voice that's whispering to you to get up and go is is God. And at that intersection, it delights and it jumps because what you're really doing is you're seeking who you are through the wandering. 
you're really figuring out who you are in the mirror. You're really willing to lose all the other people in your mirror in lieu of figuring out who you are. And in that figuring out who you are, you will strip yourself of opposition and oppression. You will decide not to fight. You will decide to become undefended. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. So where are you going to wander? Where will you wander? What will you wander to? Are you wandering? How long have you been wandering? Wandering is just, it is a, it is a absolute necessity that needs to happen in everybody's life. And again, there's, there's, there's markers here. So let's do some of the markers. So one of the questions is, is what, are you, what are you looking for in the wandering? What's the voice speaking to you right now? Do you follow your curiosity? When you're wandering, don't allow the distractions. Don't allow the distractions. Don't allow the cultural assumptions. I'm a woman, I can't. I'm a man, I don't. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm of a certain culture, I can't. I'm of a certain religion, I can't. My parents didn't raise me like that. Don't allow these distractions. Remember, if it's breeding life, if it's producing love, if it's attentive to need, you're in the right track. And in that, if there are distractions, ignore them. Know they're there. Ignore they're there. But continue, because simple cultural assumption or tribalistic assumption that you've got to and you should and, you're, and this is the only place for you is bullshit. Always have a compass for your wandering, please. What is your compass? Is it your faith? Is it a set of tenets? For me, it would be the wisdom tradition of Jesus. The first four uh, books of the New Testament, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I find chock full of wonderful, loving, compassionate teaching that is a real guide stick for me. But with that said, I also find it in the tenets of Buddhism. I also find it in the tenets of, there's wonderful, wonderful teachings, wisdom uh, teachings in Hinduism. Like, they're just all over the place. Go read some Rumi. Go read some Tick. Muji. How about all you Christians take a, take a sidebar today and go read some Muji? Right? How about all you Buddhists take a sidebar and go read some Anthony DeMello? <laughs> of course, the Buddhists probably already have. They don't have such a hard time as the Christians do. But always have a compass. Remember, your compass is producing life and love. Remember, your compass should be producing some life and love and the ability to meet need. Anything unhealthy in the wandering, addiction, selfishness, non-life producing activities is bullshit and, and, and you need to stop wandering. <laughs> That's where you need to stop wandering. Jer, I want to go wander in Vegas with hookers and cocaine. That's not wandering. <laughs> that, is, that is the opposite of what we want to do in one. Jer, I want to wander into the arms of another, I'm married, I want to I wander into the arms of another woman. No. That's not how that works. JR, I want to wander away from my religion because I'm just simply pissed off at them for being dicks. Well, maybe I can hear that, but I can also hear uh, you really coming to grips and really having an advocacy for yourself and your faith 
where anger isn't just the propellant of wandering. JR, I want to go back to my addiction. JR, I want to continue my addiction. JR, I want to continue my addiction because it's the only way that I can really deal with life. Well, addiction equals death. So that type of wandering would equal death. No, you will come home. No, you will come home. Did the prodigal son have that advantage to know that he was coming home? I don't know. That's a great question. But I want you to know that in the back of your mind, you should know you're coming home. And again, home isn't necessarily the starting point. Home is a a real position of undefense. Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. Home is a real, peaceful, undefensed understanding of who you are, loving yourself, free of that, not totally free, but managing the ego and the fear and the shame. Home is journey, y'all. Home at the end of the day is journey, and that's learning to love. Home is journey. That's learning to love. God wants you in a state of discovery, everybody. God wants you in a state of discovery. Maybe that's the tattoo for today. God wants you in a state of discovery. Are you in a state of discovery for yourself, for the community around you, and for divine, for what divine is? We, we can all agree on that stuff right there. God, divine love wants us in a state of discovery. How do we move forward in practicality, into peace, and undefense? Nothing to prove, nothing to lose. This discovery is important. It is a life's work. You're, nothing's being, nothing's coming to fruition on the term of this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, there's just little, you know, spouts of awareness bubbles that are being busted open today. Hopefully, other than that, man, if there's big revelatory moments during this podcast, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and the last one is give way, give way, put behind you the rules and processes and dogmatic understandings of whatever's uh, going on with you uh, in tribe right now. Rules, process, and dogma. Get rid of them. Break the rules. Sidestep the process. Flush the dogma. Break the rules. Sidestep the process. Flush the dogma. Break the rules. (laughs) Sidestep the process, flush the dogma. If you're not evolving, if you're not evolving, everybody, you're not wandering, man. You're not wandering. Chances are you're you're growing moss. Chances are you're growing mold. Chances are you're stifled in a situation that just doesn't have any life producing and need meeting energy. Check yourself in the mirror. Check yourself in the mirror. If if you think that that's a thing, like, get, get in the mirror. Ask yourself, what are you thinking about other people, other process, other beliefs? What do you think of gays? What do you think of transgender? What do you think of pronouns? Right? What do you think of blacks? What do you think of cops? What do you think of Christians? What do you think of Buddhists? Like, do yourself a favor and ask yourself, where you are on certain things, and then be able to measure those in how you are producing love and meeting need. 
n- not just the definitive certainties that that a religious organization, a, a body of people are gonna. I'm gonna we're gonna make the rules, and this is where we're gonna live and die on bullshit all day long. For the record, Jesus took on a religion, and he took on an imperialistic society, and they killed him for doing it. Am I saying that's going to happen to us? No, it's 20. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's 2022. It seems like seems like there's some of that. But my my point is is that there is there is the serving of justice, and in the serving of justice, you're again g- get in the mirror and ask yourself how how willing are you to align yourself with justice. How willing are you? Uh, uh, how willing are you to align yourself with love, and the meeting of need? What do you think about the immigrants pouring across the border? Where are you there? Like, do you go simply to nationalistic understanding, or is there a piece of you that goes, "Hey, human beings, human beings in need"? Again, I'm not taking sides. Relax, calm down. Don't write me emails. I'm asking you the questions today. Where are you at with that? Because that's all a part of the wandering track. All right, I love you. I appreciate your time. I really do. We're over. I'm like 10 minutes over. I feel like I ranted. I feel like I ranted, and I apologize at some level for the ranting. Um, But I want you to wander, and I hope you do. I love you. If you need me, uh, I'm, I'm a spiritual director, and I help you hear God. I am not God. I don't have any special connection. I, I don't, you know, again, I'm not, it's not like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's off in the wilderness and he knows stuff nobody else knows. No, 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 man. I have just been alive long enough uh, and feel deeply in my heart um, the ability to want to uh, love more, both give and receive, and ultimately in my life to help teach it. So I love you. I hope you're well. I pray for you. Um, I pray for peace and ease for you. Uh, If there's a benediction, it's that. For peace and ease for you. Wander, good people. I will see you next week.